This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where 2 million Americans get their news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen and automatic Andy. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi world. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one of us is excited to be on the show today. I get so happy to, to talk to everyone. Yeah, you do. And there, and there, we have so much to say today. Yes, we have a lot of things to talk about. I just realized that automatic Andy and truck girl Jen are reverse roles of what you'd normally get in a guy and a girl. Oh, huh? I can't wait for this. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here we so, go. So... You know, male and female interests in cars change. If you look at the people that watch the videos that we produce, 80% male, 20% female. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so cars tend to be a very male-dominated world. Mm -hmm. There are some great shining examples of women, Cindy Lux, um, a lot of women in the world who are very car-centric. Danica Patrick, she's nice. See, you already know them, but they stand out. Mm -hmm. The guys who like cars there's just lots of them Patrick Dempsey you know all these things who like cars but it's interesting that ma that the the uh, single mom car in the group is driven by automatic Andy yeah I'm I'm all about I'm all about the gas mileage and the the savings of the pennies Hyundai accent it it gets me you know I'm starting to get an accent by driving it it's uh, it's it's such it's a good A to C car Yes. A to C, mm-hmm. skip B. You go, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've got B covered. Everyone <laughs> skips B, let me just tell you. Everybody <laughs> skips B. <laughs> and then it's the opposite, and I really didn't realize this this morning, um, because, you know, she hasn't told us any details, because she's obviously upset about it, but Jen, Jen collided yeah. something with her truck this week, <laughs> and then she's like horrified in her face. What, did you, you hit, I feel like, did you hit like a bag of food? <laughs> What'd you hit? She doesn't uh, want to talk about it. Oh, Can you tell? I got the eye roll. <laughs> I want the number seven eye roll, please. Okay, when you drive a big truck. <laughs> yeah. No, like, hey, Jen, nobody's dogging on you. Things happen. And it's dark out. Yeah. And you're in surroundings that you're not used to. Yeah. Um, there was a little pole. And, yeah, yeah. And I get it. I'm thinking she collided with a building or something. No, yeah. it, was it was a, a pole. little. It was a pole. It's painful. There's damage. You got to repair it. It's not it, nice. But, but you know the cool part about it though, is this. Black and yellow. The pole was? Yeah, the, it was. Oh, she's got yellow. black and yellow stripes on her. Yeah. We need so, to inspect her truck when we go yeah, back. I know. So it's a positive. You got to find a positive in every negative. <laughs> I've got black That's and right. yellow paint and I've on got my black truck. Steeler colors. <laughs> <laughs> you, hit a, you hit a Steeler? That's awesome. No. <laughs> she hit a Steeler. Well, a steel if, pole. If it makes you feel any better, I hit a parked car. So. Oof. Oof. There, right. there. See, the shine's on me now. I hit, I, I hit something that wasn't even moving. <laughs> Mine well, wasn't moving either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like the pole got up and jumped out in yeah, front of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the, well, the insurance guy is like, so are you going forward or reverse? I'm like, reverse. And he goes, oh. <laughs> so he... <laughs> it's bad. How do, you get a, how do you hit a pole in the back if you go going forward? 
No, it's the side of my truck. It ripped the side of the truck all the way down. Was this a drive-thru? No. Okay, it sounds like a drive-thru. Yeah, it sounds like Burger King. No, it was a parking lot. It's the parking lot in my sister's complex, apartment complex. I was just staying a couple days there. I heard lawsuit. You're a victim. That pole was not there 24 (laughs) hours before your arrival. That's a rogue pole. That's all right. That's what insurance is for. So what it comes down to is this. This is why I go back to my original statement of you you two have role reversals. Mm -hmm. So I say to Jen on the way in the car this morning, you know, if I was rich... (laughs) I'd buy you a car. Oh, yeah. And I'd buy you something sensible so we wouldn't have all this drama and you wouldn't have a truck, which is 10 times the size it needs to be for you to get around in because you like big trucks mm-hmm. and I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. And it, I said, I'd buy you something sensible like a VW Taos or Taos or something like that. And she goes, not a Corvette. Yeah, I yeah, said absolutely not. I want a vet. To see where we go here, that's a guy thing. Like a guy would be like, "Oh yeah, I couldn't drive anything less than well, a vet." Yeah, it, I want it a depends upon your level of richness. I could have said like you know, Huracan or something all, like that. Let's just yeah. go back to the initial statement. If I was rich, yeah. If so, what's your level of? If I was rich, you yeah. know, is there a little like I rich, wouldn't miss the money of thirty thousand dollars buying a Taos, not eighty thousand, ninety thousand dollars <laughs> buying. Look. Oh, vet's more than that. $90,000, you get a pretty nice vet. No, not the one I, I like. Oh, see, of course. See, yeah. See? Yeah. My point is yeah. made. If the I one was rich, yeah. I'd Jen buy is, you a car, too. Yes, yeah. All right. If a I was ta- rich. What did you say? A Taos. Yeah, a yeah. Taos. I'll buy you a Taos. Do I need a car? <laughs> I was someone that was trying to do something positive I know. and helpful for you. You're so sweet. And you took it from... Thirty thousand to ninety plus thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're we're, rich, we're not a Lamborghini. Yeah. That's like when you go out to eat and you say, "No, I'm going to pay." Oh, okay, I'll get the lobster then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I never Dude. do that. You, do you notice that all uh, I, you can't count me, but the other two guys who work on the show, Rob and Automatic Andy, have sensible cars. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is a and then, there's no sensible. end of statement. There's no more to add. No, the, the statement has ended. No, no. I'm no, living yeah. up. I got a dad bod. It's, it's my, dad bod summer. I'm all about that life. Summer. Yeah, I'm about that life. Okay, life's too short. Drive what you feel. Yeah, but uh, that's my theory. It is. Just saying. If you can afford it, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sensible cars. And let me tell you, the gas prices. Oh, I'm feeling it. I am. <laughs> this is the person that drives a truck the size yeah. of a city block. Yeah, you know I'm feeling it too. I the last week when I filled it up, yeah, last week when I filled up it was twenty eight dollars. Oh dear, I was so upset. I haven't spent twenty eight dollars in to fill up my gas tank in a minute. No, but twenty eight dollars. I haven't Uh, seen that since I was (laughs) sixteen. Sixty seven cents. It was. I rounded up. It was thirty if you round up. Yeah, mine's about it's a it's a good hundred. Yeah, hundred dollars to fill the truck. That's a car payment. Well, That's a car payment, right? So there. cheap car, but car payment. Super cheap car. <laughs> yeah, Hyundai Accent cheap. I've got the big I've, engine in it. Yeah. I pay more. Ooh, you pay more. I pay more than that. Yeah. How much do you pay? Uh, I pay extra, so I pay. I round it up to four hundred a month. Wow. You pay four hundred a month for that car? Well, I'm rounding up a lot to oh, okay. to hammer the okay. the principal right. whatever. Uh, we're gotcha. To. Stop. Let's get on to enjoyable things. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty depressed <laughs> about this conversation. <laughs> hey, Toyota have a really friendly mobility uh, foundation program, and we're going to talk about that. It's uh, getting people around. They are 
the most underrated green company in, in the world. I think Toyota is probably the most green car company in the world, and they are super underrated for it because they've been they produced millions of hybrids. They've saved millions of gallons of gas. Um, they've done more for the environment than anybody else, and they're not they don't even have a battery electric vehicle available yet, which is they don't. no not a solid bev. It's coming but they don't have a solid BEV yet. It's all hybrids and plug-in hybrids and the occasional hydrogen. But they really, they've experimented. They've had some low-volume battery electric vehicles, the RAV4, but they've never sold them as major brands. And so that's coming in the next few years. Yet with that, they've still probably the greenest car company in America. Um, We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some of the vehicles we've been driving. I have the new uh, Toyota Supra. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the Supra, 10 things you didn't know about the Supra, um, and he doesn't like it. I don't. I don't fancy the car at all. I'm sorry. I'm going to try and be nice, but I just... Hyundai Accent, Toyota Supra, apparently the Accent is what Andy chose. Yeah. Um, we, we, get, we, we get to talk to Tyson Jomini. He is the president of Data and Analytics at J.D. Power and Associates. Look, Tyson is an awesome guy. And he knows more about numbers. Sales numbers are out for the last month. And I, if you see his tweets, he, he uh, tags me in a lot of his tweets. The U.S. is out of minivans. Shock, gone? horror. There's none. They're all sold. You cannot buy a minivan in the U.S. Is that why we're seeing a bunch of hybrid cars in the South? Uh, like cut-up trucks? Now you're swearing at me. <laughs> the, 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 just saying, if you want a minivan, good luck with that. And my friend uh, who lives in Dallas, Texas, her vehicle, her SUV just died. And she says, I'm ready to buy a hybrid. Uh, I'm ready to buy a minivan. And I went, hey, good luck with that. Because and there's some great minivans out there right now. There's the not minivan um, Kia mm, Carnival MPV. Mm-hmm. There's the Pacifica. There's the new Toyota Sienna. Uh, there's the Honda Odyssey. I mean, there is a lot to choose from, and they're, and they're all really nice this year. Uh, Perry Stern's going to join us. He's from OurAutoExpert.com and MSN Autos. He's going to talk about this new uh, boat which Mercedes have produced. It's exciting. Um, it is, but it's out of my price range. Well, yeah. It's it's out of anyone with the Hyundai Accent price range. <laughs> um, we're, no also gonna, Andy. we're also going to talk about uh, what's happening in the business side uh, some really interesting stuff from Anton Wallman and then we're going to talk about a Hollywood actress who's restoring a Bronco we're also going to talk about uh, Mini turning this urban concept vehicle into uh, this concept into reality um, and we're also going to talk about uh, General Motors sales up 40% which is ridiculous I mean they just need to quit right now when they're ahead Stop. There's, they're selling so many vehicles at GM uh, if you're still having trouble, by the way, you could if you bought a car in the last 12 months, you could probably sell it for more than you paid for it, mm-hmm. um, and which I have done, by the way. And so um, I'm going to. Uh, we talked about it in the house this morning about selling one of the cars we just bought, brand new, because it's they're just so ridiculously um, priced. People are willing to pay for it. So there you go. There's a lot of good stuff going on uh, as far as vehicles is concerned. Um, so are you looking forward to the show? Me always. You looking forward to the show? I w- I was clapping. I'm so happy. Yeah, you were. I'm. I feel like a little child on the set. Like the first time you go into a radio studio. <laughs> wow, all the lights and microphones. You should have just probably f- just ended every sentence with "I feel like a little child" and then just period. I just sometimes I like to feel little. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> all right, automatic Andy, truck girl Jen. Mm-hmm. You need to, by the way, get a reality check on what you drive. Nope. I'm happy. <laughs> I have to run and jump in. 
Hedgehog? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this, that's this gonna be a, a great, one. great TikTok video. Oh, All right, gosh. more hour on X Men on the way. <laughs> You're listening to our auto expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show, our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com, O-U-R-A-U-T-O-E-X-P-E-R-T.com. And if you're one of the 2 million that get your news from Our Auto Expert, we thank you for being part of it. I... um, mentioned this, I think before we went on air, uh, that I feel that one of the most, the greenest company when it comes to cars in the country and the most underrated greenest car company is Toyota because they have done so much over the last 20 years to promote alternative fuels, to try and give people the option of getting away from gasoline. Mm-hmm. Um, they And they don't even have a BEV available yet. Uh, they have just the uh, plug-in hybrid and the hybrids. The BEVs are coming. We have seen them. We have heard about them. But they're also doing some really advanced technology stuff. I was at the Tokyo Motor Show the last time it got held, and I had the opportunity to drive one of their vehicles, which I can't even talk about to today because it had features on it that were amazing. and We've never been allowed to talk about it, but let me just say... It didn't use the front wheels to steer. That's all I can say. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's levitating? Well, all right. You can go wherever you want with that, but I'm still um, held from talking about it. So when I found this story out, first of all, super jealous um, about Indianapolis. And second of all, uh, super jealous that I don't live in Indianapolis, which is sort of Motor City number two in the USA next to Detroit, because they have a new uh, project which is happening down there. And we thought to tell you all about it, uh, Ryan Clem would come on the show and tell us about this new uh, project. So, Ryan, it's called the Toyota Mo- Mobility Foundation Energy System Network and May Mobility Inaugural Free Autonomous Shuttle Service. And it happens in Indianapolis. Uh, but I want to I want to hear all about it from you because I've read the press release, but it seems pretty impressive. You know, Nick. Well, thanks for the kind introduction, and yeah, happy to be here to talk about um, what we're calling kind of together in motion, um, which is kind of a collection of our efforts in, in, in and around the Indianapolis region. But yeah, I mean, you know, maybe just for some of your listeners, um, that's kind of fun to say. Um, you know, a little bit about the Toyota Mobility Foundation to give some context. So, you know, we were, you know, essentially established to, in short, enable more people to go more places. So really the way we've been trying to do that is through initiatives like Together in Motion, where we try to integrate and test new technologies into existing services. Um, so in Indianapolis, you know, one of the things we most recently launched was the Enableability AV service uh, with kind of the main mission of a last mile connector into the city's uh, bus service and just trying to really address uh, the needs into the west side. So that's that's kind of one of the things we're doing and we're hoping to do a lot more. I, I want to hear about this autonomy because um, I've never really seen a Toyota autonomous vehicle. I've sort of seen early experiments of things. So is this kind of a pilot project um, of something that, you know, is is this going to end up in sort of production 
in the future where we would be able to have a Toyota autonomous vehicle? Are this sort of laying the ground for where the company is going as a whole? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so, for example, our partner on the ground is May Mobility, which happens to use Lexus RX450Hs. So if you're going to ride an autonomous vehicle, why not an Lexus, right? Right, right. Um, um, but there's, a, there's several initiatives that Toyota as a company is uh, exploring, and, and um, you know, uh, we're probably better suited to talk about that. But what we're more interested in is not just the AV technology itself. I mean, I think the goal of getting into an AV is that it's kind of a – a non-event, if you will, yeah. um, with the idea that you, if you feel comfortable, say, I, I think um, certainly with May and the Lexus is on the ground in Apple, so I think that's kind of the overriding feeling. But it's also think about what is that experience for people um, to step into that vehicle for the first time and making sure that it's a seamless connection, um, with, whether they're coming from the bus or whether they're leaving the IEPUI health campus, yeah. um, and, and just making sure that comfort level exists. So that, that's really kind of our intention to close that gap. There's two things that I think should be identified uh, about this before we run out of time. One is you're doing something for a community that clearly needs it. And two is that this is something that helps those people. Presumably they're going a lot to the hospitals, uh, which it covers, the Children's Hospital and the uh, the University Hospital in, in Indiana. So it's sort of uh, assisting people that need it at the same time as using this sort of technology and ability. So the community aspect is probably super important to you, right? It, it definitely is. And I think, you know, one of the things we really strive for at the foundation is how do we think about equity? Um, and, you know, the last mile, I think, obviously, you and your listeners know quite well, is, is a big challenge um, for, for many folks, uh, particularly from um, vulnerable communities, et cetera. But at the same time, it's also interesting to get some of these folks as early adopters. So when this technology becomes more mainstream, uh, it's just more widely accepted and, and understood. Yeah, and I, I like it, too, because you do have a live update as well. You can see these vehicles um, on the map and where they are and where they run. And if you are, uh, I actually am the uh, automotive guy for Fox 59 in Indianapolis. So I'm going to make sure that the, our crew on the ground really knows about this because I think this is an amazing story and uh, it's, it's helping, definitely helping a community that could absolutely do with it too. Um, please. Well, not only that, the service is free for riders too, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point is uh, and get people excited about it early on. Um, I want you to keep us updated on this because the project, I think, is obviously it's fairly new um, and it's probably going to become uh, usable in other cities as you uh, start to work out what's going on here. People are going to probably want it in their community. So you're probably going to find pressure about that. But uh, yeah, I, I can see. And if you want to find out more about the whole system, you can go to uh, Toyota's uh, newsroom website where they have a, a whole press release on this. And I got lost in this for hours, just reading it, clicking the links, going to the Together in Motion Indiana uh, page and finding out more about it. It's uh, very, very interesting. And I'm going to share it on our Facebook page. So you guys actually okay. have the opportunity opportunity to uh, get some more fans as well. Uh, hey, listen, thanks for joining us this morning. It's absolutely incredible that you're doing something with cars and for the community. That's a big part of who we are at Our Auto Expert. And if you want to listen to this show and other shows, don't forget, you can go to the website, ourautoexpert.com, scroll to the bottom and see the podcast link. We'll be back.
You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikToks. Uh, you can start a conversation with us. Just send us a car question. You can direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Just where 2 million Americans, just 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily from our auto expert. Uh, Andy and uh, Automatic Andy, truck girl Jen in the studio with us today and joined uh, as we'd like to join him monthly for a review of what's going on in automotive sales and events uh, regarding inventory and trends around the country. Tyson Jomini is the Vice President of Data and Analytics at J.D. Power and Associates. So Tyson, I saw a tweet from you this week which said, uh, U.S. out of minivans and uh, shocking, this is what it took. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me back, Nick. I mean, let's let's start with the most important thing of all: minivans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, minivans um, have been a declining. We, They've been declining in sales. So, you know, they were sort of becoming slightly unpopular unless you had to have one. But this seems to have wiped out the stock. Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're basically at our second summer of of not having a lot of inventory. So it, it's been hard to keep up. You know, that summer driving season, you want to get the new minivan and and drive across the country. Um, we have 10 days supply of minivans in this country right now. That is tied for the lowest day supply of any segment in the industry. It, it's that difficult to find a minivan right now. 10 days right. unlocked. So I do the videos. Uh, I'm the face of uh, a local dealership chain here and do all their videos for them. And we went in to test drive a Kia Carnival um, to do a, a video on it. And we got there and they sold it. <laughs> the one, the one single one they had on the lot, and I know Kia don't want you to call it a minivan, but it's, you know, it's got sliding doors on the side, so it's really hard not to call it a minivan. But uh, they just, as dealers are getting them, they're basically selling them, and that's that's kind of the story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that that's the case for for minivans, for you know, for Kia, for uh, Chrysler Pacifica, um, but, but that's it's the same situation in, in most segments. I mean the. The segment with the most inventory we have is like large premium car, I mean, seven series, S-Class, and we have about 50 days supply, and that's it. Right. Everything else is below that. In, in 50 days, that's like almost nothing. Yes. So so what you're telling me is maybe it's the right time for me to go and buy my uh, BMW 7 Series? <laughs> if you had your eye on the 7 Series, that's probably one of the few places where there will be inventory uh, in this country. Right. I mean, yeah, I love my large sedans as well. All right, let's get to total trends and the total sales forecast. So how do we do uh, in the last uh, month and to the year to date so far? And how does it look for the future? So where are we now? So we thought June wasn't going to be very good. And unfortunately, it wasn't very good. In fact, as the month went on, sales pace started to slow down and slow down. Um, it, it's expected this inventory crunch has been coming. We've been predicting, you know, like Radiohead once said, gravity always wins. <laughs> if we don't have cars, we can't sell cars. Yeah. And it caught up with us in June, particularly by the end of the month, uh, so that sales weren't very good. I mean, we just came off a blockbuster spring, but the start of summer has been very tough. Is that really because of inventory or uh, uh, buyers starting to feel slightly uncomfortable with not being able to get what they want? Well, it, it's a little of both. I mean, it take, takes some from both columns. I mean, the, the inventory is, is down. I mean, we, we lost two and a half million sales last year. Uh, and even though on a, a year-to-date basis, it, it sales sound kind of gaudy. I mean, you know, we're up uh, 
32% year to date. It sounds really good. But when we go back and compare it to where we were in 2019, we're, we're basically flat. Right. Um, and so it doesn't look as strong. And yet demand is, is, is different. You know, sales and demand don't match right now. We have much higher demand than we have sales because we don't have that inventory. We're asking people to take their second choices or third choices or potentially wait for that car to come in. I think waiting is the key because if you end up with something you don't want, I mean, personally, I will say that you can always regret not getting what you want. But some people have to buy a car because they're without one. I I think ultimately, too, I'm looking at uh, I've ordered vehicles and I ordered one vehicle two years ago in uh, in 2019, and it's being produced July 12th out of the factory. So I'm, I'm lucky that way, but I'm always thinking that people maybe should order it from the manufacturer and get exactly what they want, even if they have to wait a couple of months. It's probably going to be better than driving something that you're not happy with, right? Because you know how we are, fickle. We're fickle and very shallow <laughs> human beings, and we don't like it if we don't get what we want. Um, but ordering cars seems to be, for me anyway, at least the way through. So are we going to, at the end of the year, going to be uh, where we were last year, or do you think we're going to be up? So we're actually, uh, we'll be up from where we were last year. I mean, we're, we're forecasting 16.5 million sales for the year, um, and last year it was 14.5 million. So, again, it sounds really good. But, you know, just a few years ago we were 17, 17 and a half million. Yeah. So the second half of the year is, is going to be a struggle. Um, we, we do expect this, this supply problem to, to go on for uh, several more months, meaning the, the chip shortage will, will persist for a while longer. But the effects of that are going to be in the market, in, in our forecast, till about end of Q3 next year. We'll wow. still be feeling these, these high price effects and, and low inventory on lots. Yeah, so if you're going to wait, you might be waiting more than a year. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, you know total sales, retail sales. Um, ha, ha, where are the peaks? Where are the valleys in this now? So what's really still people paying crazy money for, and what isn't shifting? You told us that that E-class sedans, the E, uh, the D's and E's, the big ones aren't really hot. But what else is hot, and what else isn't hot? Well, it's hard to really tell because, again, demand and and sales don't really match. But, um, you know, pickup trucks are and remain very tough to find. I mean, we sold out of those, and and those are very few and far in between on dealer lots, but they're really in demand. Um, The SUVs are are similar in in that that capacity. Um, What's really not in demand, it's the the premium car side of the business. So, you know, you take your, your cars, which consumers have been down on, and then you add the premium side to it. And so those two features combined, that's where kind of the inventory is, and consumers are, are less interested uh, in that space. But, you know, SUVs and trucks, it's going to be a, a real struggle to find those because demand is so strong. I was at a dealership this week, um, an Acura dealership, and they had seven SUVs for sale, not all of them Acuras on the lot and about uh, 30 sedans. So I just looked over there and went, oh, it's a good, buy to buy, good time to buy a sedan, especially the, uh, the, the new Acura um, TLX Type S, which is their new performance sedan. Uh, that is you know, it's probably a great time to buy it because most people are just hunting for SUVs. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing car mix of industry actually ticking up. And so the, the contradiction is, well, how, why, why are more cars being sold? Well, there's more inventory of cars, relatively speaking. Um, so consumers are able to find cars when they go to a lot. And if you were to, you know, you wanted to, you had your heart set on an MDX and you go there and they don't have one, you see the, the TLX, it's a fantastic sedan. Yeah. Um, so there, you know, there's a lot of good reasons to get into them. 
um, but they have a, a higher relative inventory position right now. Uh, so consumers will be leaving more often in cars than, than maybe they were planning to. Uh, but, you know, to your earlier point, if you, if you can wait, um, I really recommend to consumers that they would. Right now, 76% of all sales are transacting near or above MSRP. Wow. Three quarters of all sales are above MSRP right now. Wow. Um, three quarters. And I know that there was a Hyundai dealer in Sacramento that wanted $20,000 more than MSRP for a Palisade. Because because it's so short supply, you know, they had immediate sales as those things hit the lot. Um, you know, being at a Kia dealership, you know, the Telluride is there. We, they call it the Celluride internally because it's mm -hmm. just such a hot property. And they probably can't make enough of them down there at the plant in Georgia. Uh, the only one they had on the lot was a 2020 because, uh, you know, which is obviously a lease return or it was, uh, you know, somebody had bought a new one. But that's the sort of thing that you have to buy if you if you want to you know if you want one you might be buying one that's two years old, um, and then paying more than it's you know MSRP. On the other hand, it's an amazing time to sell a car if you have an extra one, right? Oh yeah, I mean the used prices. Um, we are just starting to see a turn in the the used wholesale market. I mean most people listening probably you know don't follow the auto industry close enough to know the wholesale market, but when you trade in a vehicle, a dealer often will just send it to wholesale. They don't keep it on their lot. Um, those prices were just going astronomical. I mean, it was almost like uh, Bitcoin for a while with, with used car prices. Right. Um, it's just started to turn here recently, so things are just starting to, to come off their, their crazy peak, but used prices are so high. And so as I've been talking, it sounds like doom and gloom for consumers, but it's not. If you have a vehicle to trade in, you're going to get tremendous value for your, your trade. And if your dealer doesn't offer you something great, it takes two seconds to go to Carvana online. CarMax will evaluate your car online, Vroom and others. And you can get five quotes in hand for your, your trade uh, before you even set foot on a dealership. I am about to sell my uh, my Lexus from 2016. Uh, I've just had it all detailed and uh, the paints and the batteries are placed and the key fobs and everything. So it's ready for a new home. And uh, I paid 37000 for it in 2018. I put 3,000 miles on it. And I went online to look at what they're worth and what they're selling for. Mine is not a base model. It's uh, I think it's one from the top, um, premium. And this vehicle is now $42,000 to $45,000 is what their online price is for them. So um, I'm expected to sell that for around $42,000 plus uh, with just, you know, I mean, it has under 30,000 miles on it. So it's already, a, you know, somebody wants that because it has low mileage. And, and of course, the GX is high value. And, and now I'm reading that if you want to sell your vehicle, and that you bought in the last year because you have an extra one and you're not commuting to work anymore, this is the year to do it because if you sell it, you can uh, you can usually get more money for it than you paid for it. So good time to sell, right? Absolutely. If you have an extra vehicle, it is a great time to to cash in on, on that. You know, if you, if you don't think you're going to need a car in the future, um, you want to go down from two cars to one, uh, you know, get busy because now's the time. Excellent. All right. Well, Tyson, it's always good to talk to you. It's good to get a perspective on the auto industry and find out how much money we're all sitting on top of. Jen's got rid of one of her trucks. Now we just have to get it to sell a Camaro. No. Uh, we'll, no. <laughs> we'll look forward to talking to you next month. Tyson Jomney is from J.D. Power & Associates. We'll be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. 
Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many, many more are obviously uh, streaming it live. You can do that by going to either the iHeartRadio app, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just to ourautoexpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our Auto Expert. We're here along with Truck Girl Jen and Automatic Andy and Perry Stern. Perry is, of course, the guy who is in charge of writing all the wordy wordy things on ourautoexpert.com <laughs> and uh, you can also read a majority of his stuff at um, the very very famous msnautos.com uh, and Perry you did a story this week on the AMG 13th edition of the Nighthawk cigarette boat um, the this is a big deal for Mercedes is producing these boats why maybe that's the first question why do Mercedes do that well, you know, the, the answer, obvious answer is why not? I mean, this <laughs> right. thing is cool. <laughs> I mean, it's super uh, cool. Do they do they make more than the one? Or tell me about it. They have not said, uh, and they decided not to divulge the price just yet. And it's so it probably probably falls under the if you have to ask, it you doesn't really matter it, yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, but this this is probably one of the most powerful AMG models you can find. But it is not uh, it is not street legal because it has no wheels. Right. Uh, but it is twenty two hundred and fifty horsepower. Hang on a second. Uh, Let me just write that down in my head. Uh, two, two, five zero. So it's uh, four times the horsepower of my BMW M8 six. competition. It's got six engines, doesn't it? No, it only has five, oh, but five. there are five V8 engines. Uh, so you would need to have a couple more engines in your M8 in order to, you know, make it worthy. Yeah, I don't uh, think there's room, by the way. <laughs> no, probably not. So you kind of need a boat, but right. I mean, but it is a. It's you know, it says AMG along the side, and this is this is not the first time they've done several uh, matchups with cigarette racing. Yeah, uh, this one is a 41 footer. Uh, Full high tech, you know, uh, advanced bridge, uh, but it's also very luxury. You know, it's it's like what you'd expect from an AMG. It's got you know nice leather seating. Uh, it has a full bed downstairs. It's uh, just it's one a boat that's it's designed got five, for wait, luxury. Wait, wait, wait! It's got five it's, engines, but one, one bed. bed. But it, <laughs> there's one bed, but it does sleep too. So. All right. My kind uh, of boat, just, yeah. just one. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing about that is because there would be room for more beds if there wasn't so many engines. Mm. Well, you have to set your priorities. Yeah, you know? clearly. It's, uh, it's, but it's, it's you know, designed for, you know, ultimate high speed. It'll go close to 90 miles an hour, which, you know, on a boat is ridiculously fast. Yes. Uh it's and uh, a, it's all set up with you know with seating so that you can strap in uh, you know it's like three two rows of seats looking forward the captain's seat of course will rise or lower so that uh, anybody of any stature can uh, power this thing even Jen I love that part that's awesome what any he just said anybody of any stature yeah all right no phone books required no um, the <laughs> I will tell you probably the inappropriateness in my head goes to two things here Uh-oh. and one is only is, two yeah I know, well, right? let's just start with two okay. see if with radio show doesn't get taken off the air uh, first inappropriateness is uh, this seems to work would be great for smugglers Firstly, and second, second inappropriateness is uh, how many miles knots. I don't know how you measure boat fuel. That's how ignorant I am. How many knots per gallon does it do? Because it seems like the fuel tank would take up probably a huge amount of space. It's definitely going to suck down a lot of gas. 
Um, I'm betting it would not be so great for smuggling because it's bright orange. Oh, yeah, or this, uh, that. It may attract a little bit of attention. Yes. You know, when you're, you know, I would imagine that a little rowboat with a little motor on the back would be better for smuggling than a 5V8 outboard motor orange boat would be. Right, a little you loud. Know, if, you're trying to, if you're trying to be under the radar, this is all over the radar. I'm just thinking about running the cops. That okay, was well, what was in my head. They, they had one, what was it, a couple of years ago that was all black. Yeah, maybe yeah, that would be better. That, for would that might work better. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the cool thing is that, you know, when you come dock, you can have a matching car because, of course, there's the AMG GT Black Series that's in the exact same color. Uh, it only has about 700 horsepower, so, you know, it's it's down a bit. <sighs> um, but you can drive it on the road, and it will go 202 miles an hour, so it will outrace the boat if you've got space. I am wondering now at what point that you have to look at your outfit because clearly if these are bright orange, then you you want to make sure you wear something that doesn't clash. So you wear all black and then you wear your life jacket that's orange. Is See? It, yeah, it you looks know, when like, I looked at these two vehicles, yeah. that was the very first thing that came to mind. <laughs> so now who's being inappropriate? <laughs> um, yeah, it does look a little, although I thought life jackets are yellow, but that's maybe the ones on the plane are all yellow. Yeah. Boats are. Boats are there's, some, there's some regulations around that, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you could work out the something that... And the name of the color, in case I understand, it's called Magma Beam. That fits. Magma Beam. Be Magma Beam. B-E-A-M. -E really? That's interesting. Yeah, that Mag fits. I, you know, magma I being I don't like, know why. Yeah, magma being like what comes out of a volcano. Yeah, that, okay. that fits. Right, and, and I guess a beam of magma. Light? Light or, well, I don't know. Yeah, be beam of magma. What is a beam of magma? And I don't want to meet it, by the way, because it sounds painful. But, <laughs> it doesn't uh, sound friendly, no. No, it sounds kind of angry and fast, which probably like the cars, angry and fast, uh, and the boat. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so what's the next plan for this? It, was it just PR? Or did, was it at the Miami Boat Show, or where did they show it? Um, they showed it, I believe, down in uh, Daytona Beach, if okay. I uh, remember correctly. And uh, I believe that they're planning to build more of these, and eventually there will be a price on it. Uh, you can get the AMG T Black Series car now. That's available right now. It's a uh, base price of $325,000. Hmm. Um, but uh, imagine the boat's going to cost a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, do we know the price of previous years? Or we probably haven't researched that, but I, I'm guessing there'll be like half a million dollars or something, you know, starting. At maybe. least. At I'm least. thinking possibly even more than that. Boats are expensive. You know what boats stand for, right? Tell me, Jen. <clears throat> Bring on another thou. <laughs> yeah. It should be boom, then. Bring on another million. Million yeah, for this one, say, yeah. Exactly. Well, when you hit AMG status, yes. Uh, that's, do we know anybody that's interested in buying any of these? I mean, we're interested, but that could afford it. And well, is I was going to say, I'm interested in buying these. It's <laughs> yeah. just, you know, I'm, I'm short of funds is the yes. problem. I'm interested in buying a lot of things, but that's <laughs> always the problem. Funds. It looks beautiful, it by is. the way. The pictures look beautiful. Um, you know, one of the things that always shocked me is is when you get into the boat and you go really fast, as it hits those little waves, it bounces across the waves. This probably goes fast enough that you don't have to worry about that sort of thing, but it sounds like it could be a rough ride going that fast. Well, it depends on the water, obviously, but uh, they've, I mean, they've built the hull specifically for high speed. 
so it's you know it is designed to go high speed, but at the same time, you know the seats are set up so you're strapped in. Yeah. Uh, there's something to hold on to, and yeah. so you know you hang on for dear life. And I did, uh, you know, I would imagine that, you know, riding in some of this, you know, something like this would bring on a, a wild case of the giggles. I just think <laughs> it would just be so much fun. Or the pukes, whichever. Depends mm. on how, you know, how crazy It depends the on your is. stature, yes. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Perry Stern, stand by. We're going to come back to you and have a chat about some other cool stuff. But if you want that boat, um, I want to know you. I want you to be my friend. All right, more coming up. Here we go. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen. Um, what's your favorite luxury sedan, guys? Uh... Jen's like, I don't like sedans. I like trucks. No, I like sedans. Mitsubishi Diamante. No, luxury sedan. Four-door, big luxury car. BMW 7 Series, Audi A8, um, Mercedes S-Class. Yeah, I like that one too, but I also like the uh, Ghibli. Yeah, I don't know. The Ghibli is size down. Oh, what's the thing Mm. that Hyundai made, but it doesn't look like a Hyundai, but it's cool? Oh, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> G90. Yeah, that. Perry, uh, you got to drive the... Uh, Perry Stern's joining us again. He was here for the last segment. He's back again. Perry uh, is, of course, the Our Auto Expert wordy wordy guy that's in charge of all writing stuff that we don't do very well. I really want well. to get that on a business card. <laughs> Perry wordy wordy stuff. Wordy wordy stuff guy. Um, and uh, you can read the majority of stuff at Our Auto Expert or at uh, MSN Autos and... Uh, Perry, you recently got to review the new S-Class uh, from Mercedes. I, I guess the, the premium piece of information about this vehicle is that it has rear-wheel steering, which none of the competition do, and that makes its turning radius the same as an A-Class, right? It is It is impressive. I mean, and you know, it's because it's a big car, there's no question. And uh, when you go full circle, it's uh, it's almost like it's pivoting. Because of that rear wheel steering, it makes it much easier to maneuver. Uh, you know, when, when you have that and all the you know the rear view camera, the overhead camera, the camera that looks like you're looking at it from a drone at an angle. Yes, you can park this thing anywhere. Yes, uh, you know, and that's the that's the thing with the new S class. I mean, you can only add so much leather and wood to a luxury car, and they've just upped everything with technology. Uh, I, you know, with the, from the four wheel steering to the you know the the uh, virtual uh, reality navigation yeah. it's, it's pretty incredible so the four-wheel steering is probably what it has more than anybody else but it has a lot of uh, other bits and pieces i will say in the positive this car is probably there isn't much that you, i can't even imagine the stuff it would need it even has the eq boost which is the sort of hybrid the mild hybrid system under the hood gives us an extra 41 horsepower and you think well that's not very much but you put your foot down on the freeway and this thing goes boom i mean it moves uh I, it I, does i mean i do 60 is you know under five seconds yeah and this is a big luxury sedan so it's not it's no slouch let's yes. put it that way perfect perfect wording and um i yeah. you know yeah. i found myself <laughs> getting up to the 80 miles an hour on the freeway on la not meaning to uh, but just put my foot down to see what the acceleration was like and suddenly you're there uh, so it's definitely a very stimulating drive and a stimulating ride if you happen to be the passenger in this vehicle 
I do notice a few things happening when it comes to luxury vehicles, and I'm not sure I like it. I'm still sort of out to lunch. But they've gone for this post-opulent look. Rolls-Royce sort of started it. I mean, Mercedes have been going there for a while, a number of years. But Rolls-Royce did it with the Ghost where it's not bling-bling and it's not in your face on the outside. They've tried to make it sort of the undercover luxury car. And I think it's the styling is very tame. Is that the right word? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's subtle. I mean, it, it, it's elegant. And, you know, there's no mistaking it for anything other than a Mercedes, which, you know, of course, that's one of the things that you want. If you can buy an S-Class, you want people to know you have an S-Class. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not going to stand out. I mean, sure, you could get, you know, get it in bright red, I would imagine. But <laughs> most of the colors that we even had when we were driving it were, you know, black, silver and white. Um, so they're, you know, which further emphasizes the fact that, you know, they're you're not looking to necessarily get noticed. Right. Um you know, it's not an orange AMG, you know, cigarette uh, boat. Uh, you know, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, but, yeah. it's, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's really meant for the people inside, not necessarily the people on the outside. Because inside, it's absolutely gorgeous with, you know, beautiful wood, nice LED lighting that you can adjust to, I think, 64 different colors or something like that. Um, you know, it has an aromatherapy system that, you know, makes what? it, you know, smell nice inside but such that you don't even realize it's doing it right um it's amazing yeah no they, they've done an amazing job and they have the the settings that can wake you up and and be, you know the vibrant settings and, and those type of things they have the the a navigation system should be talked about because if you've never experienced a it has 3d on the um in the gauge cluster and it's harder for me to see because I have trifocals. My lenses are trifocals. But if you don't wear glasses, um, it's a bit disconcerting to look at something and see it in 3D when you know it's only 2D. But they've done this without having to wear those movie theater glasses. It's kind of wild. They're basically using two cameras and two projections, which is why when you take a picture of it, it doesn't show. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you know, you, you can't photograph it properly but it is amazing when you look at the gauges and you kind of see off in the distance through your gauges but you're right about the navigation the the virtual reality navigation i think was my favorite feature of this entire car yeah where basically on your heads-up display if you're say you're cruising down the freeway and you're supposed to take the next exit you'll see off in the distance where the exit is in the display, it shows a little blue arrow over that exit. And as yeah. you get closer, the arrow gets bigger, and you basically follow the arrow off the road. So yes. it virtually, it's virtually, it's like driving a video game. Yeah, and it's and, and they tell you everything, you know, make uh, get into the right hand lane here, and it shows you the three lanes, and it shows you moving into the lane. You're supposed to be in this lane. So as you're driving down the lanes of the freeway, it's never you're never quite sure which lane to be in for the exit you're supposed to take, When especially when you're somewhere like L.A. that has, you know, spaghetti junction roads everywhere. And it'll say, you know, be you need to be in the third lane over, and it'll light that lane up on the camera to show you that you're supposed to be in that lane. And that blows my mind. At the same time, it also puts the same thing in the center display yeah. with a camera view from the front. So. Yeah. In the center display, it's showing what's in front of you, but overlaying the directions on top of it. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, it's almost impossible to get lost in this car. I mean, I think I could probably manage if I tried, but uh, it's, 
you know, I thought that was that was one of the most amazing parts of, you know, of the new technology that they put into this car. And it seems so simple. It's just like when I look at this, I go, exactly. why has it taken so long for someone to come up with this very, very obvious thing to do? And yet Mercedes are the ones to do that first. And I don't know about your spouse, Perry, but my spouse couldn't direct themselves out of a paper bag. And so we need to, uh, I need to definitely write directions down and be very clear about them. Um, and it helps those people that are directionally challenged, like, oh, was it, was it that exit? Was I supposed to get over to that lane? You know, these things, the car will tell you if you're in the wrong lane. And I love that about it. Especially when you're driving somewhere you've never been. I mean, it's, you know, and, you know, it's funny how we've, you know, we were so excited when the nav system came out. I mean, look at this. There's a map in the car and it tells me where to go. And now we've gone well beyond that. Yes. Um, and, and, of course, the more challenged that you are in driving in any which way but loose, these vehicles are now make up for human being uh, shortages or shortfalls and allow and they sort of do the things that we're not necessarily good at. And you can also not use those features. So I really like this is there may be 10 features on the car and only three of them are very useful, but it comes with all 10. So, you you know, you use it if it makes sense to you. And if it doesn't make sense to you, you don't use it. Uh, I think that, that's. Go on. I was going to say that's that's probably one of the more interesting things about the S class. I mean, the S class is their top of the line, the flagship, and they've thrown every bit of technology. I mean, this is kind of the test bed where they put the latest technology. Yeah. At the same time, the age group buying this car is probably not necessarily tech savvy. Yes. And so it, I would imagine that a lot of this kind of goes to waste. Um, or it makes the cars, in some cases, more complicated. And I think that was my only drawback to this car, is there's so many cool things it can do that you kind of forget about driving sometimes. I know. One of the things the EQS has, which is the electric version of the S-Class uh, that Andy would love, is that it when you get into the vehicle and you sit in it, you put your foot on the brake and it shuts the driver's door automatically for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm feared, I'm fearful of those things because I'm worried I'm going to get something trapped in the door. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't close, but I have had my hand trapped in a car trunk before that closed automatically. And so I'm already ready not to have that happen again. And, and I'm worried, you know, you can or you can press a button in the center console and close any door in the vehicle. It just closes it. So how many times, Perry, have you got into the back of a car and maybe put your jacket on the seat or put something in the back and got in and realized you left the back door open and you have to get out and shut it again? I, I do that. Actually, regularly. The worst part is when you get into the car and find out the child locks are on, and then you have to climb through the front seat to get back out. <laughs> <laughs> I would be stuck in that car forever. Again, TikTok video, Perry. Uh, yeah. Next time that happens, please, yes, exactly. Yeah, please make a TikTok video. I want to see that. Um, that sounds absolutely hilarious. So, what are we talking about pricing on this vehicle? So, this one starts, uh, I believe, for the you know the uh, AMG, or sorry, not the AMG. They don't have the AMG out yet, but the S500, which is, I guess, base model, if you want to yeah. call it, 109800 Uh The S580, which basically, there's not much difference between the two besides the engine. Yeah. One has uh, the Turbo 6 versus the Turbo 8 V8. Yeah. That's 116300 uh, the car I drove, which was not terribly high equipped, was about 128. Most of the fully loaded ones are around 150. Andy's shaking his head right at this point. <laughs> no, no, no Hyundai accents for me. Well, yeah. that's why you know. This is about, which is about you know less than half the price of a Rolls Royce Ghost. 
Yes, this is. And I would tell you also, too, that it's not really about selling huge amounts of S-Classes. It's about showing you the technology that's going to be in every Mercedes of the future. That's what this car does. So you can expect to see. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I have driven, you know, the GLS, which had the the uh, navig in the navigation system, the augmented reality navigation system. So we we see we see those things. We'll see rear rear wheel steering in a lot of Mercedes of the future, I think too. Uh, Perry, it's always a great pleasure to have you on the show. Perry Stern is from our auto expert. He does the stuff at the website, and also you can read his stuff at MSN Autos. Uh, great guy, and more to come on this show. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. You can uh, get locally created and nationally celebrated content right here and catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. Hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, where there's Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen, uh, there is a lot of things going on uh, when it comes down to uh, car stuff. We've been driving some very cool cars over the last week or two. Uh, the new uh, 350 uh, Nissan 370Z, uh, the Nismo version of this vehicle, it's about to get replaced, by the way, the 370Z by the 400Z, which is going to be the new version of the vehicle. Um, and I have to tell you that although I'm excited about the new 400. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to the 370Z, you know, the seven-speed automatic transmission along with the paddle shifters. It's just exciting to drive, and it's been such a classic sports car um, around for many years, 55 to 45 uh, weight distribution, uh, that G-Force of uh, fun to drive, the light components, easy to maneuver, um, great cornering in this vehicle. I had a hard time keeping it under uh, 40 miles an hour oh. just because it's so much fun. And we got to drive the 50th edition as well, and oh, I fell in love with that car. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, but <clears throat> also now if you were – by the way, it's probably a great time to buy one as well yeah. because they sell more GTRs than the 370s now because everyone's getting ready for the 400Z. Um, so the, the whole idea of this vehicle, it's American classic, right from the 240Z, which was the original – uh, that sort of came to American shores. The the Z cars from America, uh, f- really sort of not just for America, but they've been for the whole world. Uh, Japan, of course, crazy about the Z cars. Well, that was the Datsun back then. Yeah. yeah. So, they, you know, Datsun, Nissan, they, they re-bought the Datsun name back, by the way, for India. Nice. So the Nissans, I think in, the, in some countries are now back to being called uh, Datsuns. Datsuns, I think it's not Datsun. 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 Depends upon where you're from. Um, yeah, obviously I know what I'm doing. Uh, for 2021, Infiniti Q50 Sports Sedan adds a, a new grade level of the des- uh, designation and upgrades its standard on uh, optional packages as well. The Q50 is now offered in the choice of four grade levels, which previously, obviously, there were only three. The Pure, the Lux, the Red Sport 400, and the Sensory. Sensory sounds. What do you drive? I drive a Q50 Sensory. Ooh, what does that do for you? Yeah, what, what do you need you to You know be? where your minds went immediately I said that. I could look at both of your faces. Yeah. And there was like a inappropriate radio talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just looked at you and were like, I know what you were thinking. Sensoryperception.com. Uh, also new for 2021, year, there is a Wi-Fi hotspot. 
the uh, the Luxgrade adds a number of driver assistance features, including intelligent all uh, around view monitor. Uh, with the moving object uh, uh, detection system on it. So, you know, and if you go past the car, it'll detect you. Ha- uh, haptic mm. f- steering wheel feedback. So you get little things in your steering wheel to let you know what's going on. Power folding uh, outside mirrors because, you know, Andy, parked cars can be dangerous sometimes. Poles, and that's yeah, standard yeah. on the Sentry. <laughs> 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 poles, both of you. They weren't that tall, sorry. Crash happy kids. The yeah. Sentry and the Red Sport 400 grade get those as standard. A new exterior color which is slate gray. Uh, that has been added to the Q50 color chart. And the Red Sport 400 features a new black matte carbon fiber interior trim and black exterior trim. I like black on a car. I'm just saying those. I sprayed the wheels on my on my uh, GX black, and I think it makes the car look so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sexier than it ever has been. Although now the choice is do you do it matte or do you have it? Should we have it matte or do you have it gloss? Mm. I, I've done matte on my GX. So I've I, got matte on the truck. Yeah, I like gloss better. I've decided that. And I then wish I'd done chrome it gloss. on the yeah, Camaro. It yeah. kind of depends on the car for me. It really? does. It all depends. Uh, this Q, uh, the Q50 coated. for 2021 is obviously available. 300, 400 horsepower and the 3-liter twin-turbo V6 engine, the Red Sport 400, that is. All grade levels are now available in both rear-wheel and all-wheel drive. So depending on where you live in the country... You know, if you live above the Mason-Dixon line where it snows, all-wheel drive is... I prefer an all-wheel drive steering, but I don't like the... Or not steering. I prefer all-wheel drive vehicles, but I... um, Because of the driving dynamics, but they're not good for doing burnouts. You can't do burnouts in them, basically. Mm. Um, Hey, I'm also driving the Toyota Supra this week. Uh, The GR, the Gasmo Racing uh, version, which is... uh, The Gasmo is amazing, by the way. Is it Gizmo or Gazmo? Yeah, uh, Gazoo. I meant Gazoo. Did oh. I say Gazmo? Gazoo Racing. Okay. Do you know that this was the first car to have uh, the Celica uh, 20, the version of the Supra, was the first car to have navigation in it? Do you know that? It is? Yeah. It was originally. I mean, it, you know, this is many years ago. Huh. And certain models originally competed with Corvette, too. What? Really? Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, and in, there's actually four main generations of the vehicle. There's, there's, you can count five, but there was four main generations of the vehicle. Um, if you don't count the Celica, uh, which is super interesting, it's actually the new one is a BMW uh, Toyota collaboration. They made it together um, in the new <laughs> vehicle. Why are you laughing? Just because it threw me off, like the scrub wheel. And yeah, you he means the iDrive. Yeah, the scr- I, I can't. I, I, it's beyond my little brain. You just go watch Fast and Furious. You'll okay. see plenty of uh, of the Toyotas out in that. I like the Supras. new uh, new refraction blue color. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, you Django straight to colors. I do. Uh, you know, originally the Supra uh, was the Celica, and until 1986, and then they split. Yeah. Then they became Sad. their own thing. Yeah. Every single one comes with a with an inline six cylinder engine. Just by the way, just letting you know for the uh, the gas the gazoo. Guess can you pay extra for an Adeline V6? Yeah, you get a four a four cylinder uh-huh. if you don't. Yeah, the, uh, there is a highly prized limited edition. By the way, they made five hundred of them, so uh, you know you can get those in in years gone past. And we're talking about um, you know many years ago. This is probably one of my favorite sports Many cars. years ago. Are you talking I, about like the 80s yeah. or the 70s? Yeah, talking about before you were born, Jen. Well, that would be the 60s. Oh, the 60s. 
a huge complaint though is in in the history is it's miles per gallon. If you're looking for miles per gallon, this is not a car for you. The new one starts uh, around fifty thousand dollars for the six cylinder super updated one, but you can get one for less if you go for the four cylinder one. I'm just saying. Um, burnout time. That's what we're doing. All right, stand by. More our auto expert on the way. Uh, Anton Warman is coming up. <laughs> You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show. Our Auto Experts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course the Ticker Talkers. We uh, start a conversation anytime with anyone that sends us a message. Direct messages at our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Anton Warman joins us every single week to talk about what is going on in the automotive world when it comes to sales, autonomy, and especially Tesla. You can read the majority of his stuff at the Street and Seeking Anton Warman is an independent analyst and investor. Welcome back to the show, Anton. So, movement on the Cybertruck from Tesla. It sounds like they may have finally got it into the design studio, uh, which means it's probably at least two years off from being produced, but they're adding rear wheel steering. Elon is tweeting about this. Is it true? Well, if he says so, it must be true, right, Nick? Uh, (laughs) He says that uh, they are now having their regularly scheduled Friday afternoon meetings to discuss uh, the design of the Tesla Cybertruck. And it is amazing that you only design these things on uh, Friday afternoons. And it says their latest revelation is that they really probably ought to add rear wheel drive steering to this beast. And uh, I am sure this uh, is a surefire indication that, as promised, the Cybertruck will be in mass production by December of this year. Not. Right. Right. Well, let's let's read his tweet so we're all very clear about it. It's Friday afternoon. This is what Elon Musk tweeted uh, 14 hours ago, I think. Uh, he said, Friday afternoons are usually Tesla design studio time. Cybertruck will be almost exactly uh, what was shown. We're adding rear wheel steering so it can do tight turns and maneuvers with high agility. So let's go back to this uh, portion of the statement that says the Cybertruck will be almost exactly what was shown. Um yeah, so the basic look, I'm yeah. sure, in terms of its, you know, I mean, the the, the Cybertruck, of course, uh, looks like absolutely nothing else you can imagine. Uh, I mean, when we saw that thing first being rolled out, I mean, I think we both had a quintuple heart attack, Nick. So, uh, we, you know, I don't think that is meant to change. But certainly, as you know, with automotive engineering, um, there are so many other things that have to come together in order to make a production-ready car. And in this case, of course, the Cybertruck from the ground up is an entirely new concept in the sense that it is a new type of construction, new types of materials, and um, just an entirely different manufacturing process. So it's just not like you take what you already know and put it into production, you're really inventing a whole new type of vehicle. So once you start doing that, then you're already in dangerous territory of being late. And if you want to add something like rear wheel steering, well, you just don't sneeze that out in five seconds because if you had planned on ordering parts to deliver this thing, well, that sort of thing will take a long period of time for those to be delivered. Those lead times, as you know, Nick, are typically, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months at a minimum if you're lucky. 
It's interesting that uh, a lot of people had, uh, you know, questions about the design of the truck meeting pedestrian safety standards um, and uh, lighting standards because the lights are basically just a strip at the front. And I think that's probably, you know, is probably going to come up against some legalities, isn't he, with this truck? But maybe just ignores the law. Who knows? Well, I mean, usually he, you know, like Uber, when they started, like, they basically said, hey, we're launching this thing. We know uh, we can't run this taxi service in most cities, but why don't you go ahead and sue us, and then we'll talk in court in a few years. I think that's probably the strategy here. There's this thing uh, called homologation, uh, which means that you have to sort of adhere to a very thick book worth, worth of all of these little minutiae details about pedestrian safety and how the lights or color they are and what angle they got to be pointed and all of these little things and uh, to, to adhere to that thick book is not easy Nick and uh, I'm not sure that anybody has the authoritative word as to yeah, if, if the, if the Cybertruck really can adhere to all of that I think that is one of those unanswered questions that uh, we are probably at least a year or two away from finding out yeah, so uh, he's saying that it's supposed to be produced, yet they don't actually have production up and running of the Model Y at the Austin factory where this is supposed to come out as well. So the chances of building a new vehicle line in the next few months? Well, so the Model Y is clearly on track because in the you know, it's a, the Model Y is on track in the following sense. They've already built the Model Y. They've been building the Model Y for a year now, a little bit more than a year in California, and they've been building it in China since uh, last Christmas. So, you know, there are no surprises there. So as soon as they can get the actual physical construction up and happening, that that should be fairly easy in the big scheme of things. The Cybertruck, of course, as we discussed earlier, is a whole different beast. It's an entirely new type of construction from the ground up. And if you're at this stage and just now waking up from your little afternoon nap on Friday and say, wow, let's add rear-wheel drive steering. Well, you know, let me tell you, that just added at least several more months to the uh, to the design phase. So, um, in, you know, interestingly enough, this is, uh, the, you know, people have orders in for this. It's supposed to have three motors. It's supposed to be ready to go. Um, well, wh- technically, Nick, they're not orders. These are refundable oh, right. deposits. deposits. And if you read the actual fine print of those things, then they, they basically tell you that they've given them a hundred bucks, and uh, you know they have no obligation to deliver anything. Basically, so the, that thing is a hope and a prayer. These are not orders. Now they will be convertible into orders in due course, and uh, you know, but but uh, unless you've seen the final product, I mean, you can't really you know even begin with the terminology of an order because the product is even shown yet. Right. Uh, the other thing that came out of Tesla this week is Elon saying that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, self-driving is hard. Well, this is what other companies have been saying for years, that there is so much complexity around self-driving vehicles, and Tesla seemed to have the opposite opinion, that it was easy to, for them to do. But now Elon maybe has changed his tune. Yeah, so if we go back memory lane here, it was in October 2016 that uh, Tesla made the promise. Elon came out in the press conference and said, 
Every single Tesla vehicle produced from here on has all the hardware available for full self-driving. Level 5, we specifically use the terminology level 5. And level 5 means there's no person in the car. There can be a blind person asleep in the back seat. We're talking about a car that can drive itself from any point A to any point B, anywhere, any type of weather, any type of circumstance. And, uh, of course, none of this stuff has happened. And now he's saying here all of us sudden in the last 24 or so hours, oh, my gosh, uh, (laughs) this is kind of difficult. (laughs) The real world, he said, nature has all of this degrees of freedom, I think was the terminology he used, uh, which is code for meaning that all sorts of unexpected things can happen in the real world because uh, in the real world, all sorts of unexpected things do happen. And he apparently just found this out like right now. (laughs) Uh, The whole world has known this all along, which is why people have been saying for a long while now that uh, full self-driving is probably many, many years away if it can ever be achieved. Yet, in the meantime, Tesla keeps charging people, depending on the month and quarter and the year, anywhere between $5,000 and $10,000 up front for delivering a product which, uh, uh, you know, does not exist. It's just interesting. It's almost you have to do your research every time you read something that uh, Elon says. All right, Model S, the Plaid, the new version of the Plaid, which was initially just supplied to friends of the brand and owners, uh, one burst into flames um, recently. So tell us the story behind this, first of all. Yeah, so basically what happened is just a couple of days ago, this thing just uh, apparently just burst into flames. Uh, the driver was in the car, and uh, he's now ended up uh, representing himself with one of the most high-profile lawyers in the country. So this is not small potatoes anymore. And, uh, you know, he basically claims that he, you know, he didn't crash in, into anything. This thing just basically self-combusted, and he barely made it out of the car alive, which burned down to the ground. And then subsequently, within you know, probably 24 hours after that, uh, apparently Tesla sent out some sort of software update that uh, detunes the power in terms of how uh, hard and fast you can charge these batteries in the Plaid. Apparently what they've been trying to do is to get all this extra performance uh, for the Plaid. They've really taken these batteries to the absolute limit, and maybe they overheat and uh, turn on fire. So uh, that is something that has to uh, be investigated here, and uh, I guess we don't have the true uh, answer to this quite yet, but uh, this could end up being a big deal here in the not too distant future. And obviously Tesla owners are getting the message on the screen screen that their maximum battery charge is, is also reduced. That's right. So that's what's happened here is that Tesla delivered supposedly like 250 of these Model S uh, plaid vehicles, and they're now getting these messages uh, saying that uh, basically the, the the speed and rate at which you are uh, charging has been reduced, and you have to ask yourself why that suddenly appeared a day or so after the fire, and uh, maybe they are they knew that they were flying close to the sun. Maybe that is the case. Interestingly or not. Um, it- Obviously, the first 250 models were delivered, I think, to friends of the brands or employees. So um, somebody's obviously talking to the media because usually if you're a friend of the brand, you don't uh, leak all the inside secrets out. But obviously some people... Yeah, there were some high-profile people in there, Nick, who uh, were not exactly employees. The the person in question in Pennsylvania is actually a a very high-profile money manager for this company called Susquehanna. Uh, he's known as kind of the Bitcoin options trading king, and uh, his parent company, which I have, you know, it's not really his beat, but uh, is one of 
the largest investors in Tesla too, with about a billion dollars in the company. So he clearly got the car in part because he is just a very high-profile yeah. investor. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he barely made it out of the car alive and is now in uh, some sort of legal legal situation to resolve the matter with Tesla. Well, let's hope nobody else has this problem, and uh, let's see. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't happen again. But uh, that Tesla get themselves together and uh, resolve those issues. Anton Wallman is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at Seeking Alpha or The Street, and he joins us every single week. If you want to listen to his uh, view of what's going on in the auto industry and some insider stories, you can always go to Our Auto Expert and scroll down to the podcast at the bottom of the page. Uh, Anton is on almost every single one of the 150 that are available. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers live. You can join the happy listeners by iHeartRadio, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. It's hours of endless fun. They await you all the time at OurAutoExpert.com. I'm Nick Miles, along with uh, Truck Girl Jan and Automatic Andy. Uh, This is where 2 million people get their automotive news daily. Uh, from our auto expert, um, do you know Sydney Sweet, mm, actress? The, oh, I was gonna go with the candy bar. No, that's there's a Sydney Sweets with an oh, okay. S. Um, yeah, she was in Everything Sucks, Euphoria, Once Upon a Time, the movie. She's in The Handmaiden's Tale as well. All right. Um, she's yeah, she was born in 1997, so get over it. She's a young one. Wow. No, she's nothing close to our age. Uh, she is from Spokane, by the way. Oh. You know that? Yeah. Spokane. She's from your state, Jen. I'm a fan of Spokane. From the Washingtons. Um, the Washingtons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Washingtonians? The Washingtons. Uh, <laughs> there's a big story about her, by the way, right now. Uh, she has uh, personally, re- she's rebuilding a Ford Bronco, an, an older one. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Like uh, OJ old one or before that? But way older than the OJ old one. Okay. Uh, you know, f- the, the good thing is a lot of times you see these stars getting involved in cars and it's all like posturing. It's pigeon breast stuff, you see. They just like to show off their new yeah. car and like, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. She's out there with her nails getting all oily and dirty and she's underneath, uh, you know, working on this thing. She does awesome. th- She's a real mechanical wonder. Uh, she loves mechanics and she loves cars and uh, she's re- re- replying. She's only 23. She's uh, rebuilding this uh, Ford Bronco, which I think is probably one of the coolest things out there. She's getting down, she's getting dirty, and she's rebuilding it. I admire that. I've only ever rebuilt Legos. <laughs> I don't know how to do the car stuff. I've only rebuilt my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've and done that a couple times. And my, <laughs> and my credit. Yeah. My it's credit. like normal human beings. Yeah, not quite sure what to do with the car. No. Yeah, well, you know, you can enjoy them and drive them. There's that, too. Uh, it was really kind of a thing that we didn't think would happen, but many have turned their funky version of the Urbanaut concept into a, a tangible product. This is the sort of minivan. Uh, and the la- last November, Mini introduced the, uh, the Vision Urban Urbanaut concept. It was a real product, and now that, you know, that people are hoping they'll actually build it, but the, this sort of whole mini urbanaut thing has been built into a real vehicle the real life version looks exactly like the concept did with short overhang hangs bulbous smooth body and and really a cool cuteness styling um 
if you haven't seen it, you should actually go there. But Mini's version of what mobility could look like in the future uh, over autonomous driving and in the mainstream uh, is sort of a reality vehicle. And it's, it reminds me a little bit of a miniature uh, VW bus. Kind of looks like a Twinkie. Why does everything look like food to you? Well, this one, it really does, though. It, uh, yeah, everything looks like food. I show Andy something, he goes, yeah, it looks like yakisobi noodles. Yeah, I want those. <laughs> I want to put it in my mouth right now. Yeah, I do. Um, <coughs> Ford trademarks the word Rattler for the first time, suggesting some new model. Mm. What do you think Rattler would be? Just sum up the word Rattler. What do you think? Probably a muscle car of some sort. I don't know if I want Rattler to be a muscle car. <laughs> it sounds sounds yeah, rattly. Yeah, it sounds Beefy. like you need to you need to tie down your your license plate cover. Well, just like Shaker, you know. That's a Dodge. I know, but Rattler Rattler, Rattler to me would be a truck, like a super powerful truck, like the Cobra. They yeah. have a Cobra. Oh, the, I love the car. I forgot about that. The Cobra. Yeah. So see, I want that's that, what Nick. Ford have the Cobra. Maybe it would be a Rattler. Yeah. It would oh, be a yeah. version of the, the Mustang. Maybe. Ooh, you know what it would what it could be. What about be? a version of the electric? <gasps> what about <gasps> a Mark E performance version? Like the GT, the next one would be the Rattler. The Rattler. Oh. Nick, say it very British. The no, Rattler. That, the Rattler. That, yeah, that would have to be Rattler. like more like the eel. Who wants to drive an eel? I <laughs> got in my electric it's, eel today. Uh, electric. You're right, electric it eel. Electric Get eel it. on an electric car. Yes. Jen. Thank you. Cosigned. Mock E. Cosigned. Check. The Mock Eel. The Mock Eel. <laughs> sounds slimy. That is perfect. Jen. It sounds slimy. If I touch it, it's going to be like icky. Whatever. We need to write this down for the best of and play this. That was genius. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we could call for it. Now, what happens if you're listening to this in the best of? You're going to want to go buy a Mock Eel. Then you're going to look for another mock best eel. of. Oh, yeah. Wait. Well, the you never know. Eel. Well, they got the lightning. We need to go to change.org and start the petition. <laughs> right now. <laughs> we want the monkey. Yeah. Eel. Eel edition. Nick, that's genius. The rattler, the eel. The rattler. The rattler and the eel. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And who the cobra. Who do we call up Ford? Oh, cobra, John. Yes. Ted. If we're calling Ford, can we get the Ford Taurus show John, back? John. The Ford Taurus show. <laughs> the what were you born in I remember that. Those were cold-blooded. Mm-hmm, I love those were. things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what was it? The the Escort? They had the EXT yeah. or P edition yeah, or something like way that? Way too many letters. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. Mm, they were fast for an Escort. If you had to name a car, what would you name it? Oh, You know, I've thought about that. The girl? <laughs> the, the truck girl? No, actually, it was really funny. It's because I like the Aria, and then they came out with the Aria because that's what I named my cat. Well, they haven't come out with the Aria yet. They've showed a concept version yeah, of but it. And now it's it would be a sports for a car years. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to double down on the electric eel thing. Or the, <laughs> double down. the Aurora. Is the Aurora? That's Aurora. Borealis. Yeah, but didn't Oldsmobile have one of those? An Aurora. I, uh, what about calling something how it really is? Like instead of uh, a, pe- a force <laughs> of nature or something like that, the other lightning. Why don't you just call it the Ford Fast? Yeah, the, the, uh, the uh, Nissan yeah. moderately good at gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want one of those. Yeah, who would ever call their vehicle moderately good? Mine would be, I want to be a sports car. Yeah, exactly. I think no, Hyundai I would. Be. They'd be like, we're humble. This say we're kind of yeah. in the middle. This is what you get. The, I Volvo, feel like... the Volvo Boxy. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> the Volvo no smooth lines. Okay, yeah. well, you know they do have the the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> Jen, that names it itself. Jen, the, 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 yeah, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Yeah, the, the Wiener. The Wiener. <laughs> I would like a 2020 Wiener. Hyundai Wiener. The EX version. Kia Wiener. I want the e- yeah. I want the EX Wiener. wiener. I don't think that's going to work. No cloth. It's got to be leather. Yeah, the Wiener. Yeah. No cloth. I want the four-door EX Wiener. <laughs> With the two moon roofs. I don't think Wiener speaks luxury. Bun. Yeah. Bun. The bun and the Wiener. You get a free bun when you buy a Wiener. You get, you get a six-pack in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the tech on that thing? You know what I'm super glad. You know what I'm super glad about right now. What? You guys aren't in the naming department of cars. <laughs> we can, we come up with some. We good, can come up that with some pretty legit, good ones. Yeah. The eel thing. The eel. I'm I'm gonna triple down on that one. That's yeah. a if good you work one. for a car company and you listen to one of the one of our shows. Stations, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I need you to get in contact and tell us where the Ford Eel is going to be, or the Eel, period. But if you notice a lot of their cars start with E's. I'm going to be so mad. Name me the cars that start with E's, go. No, because you make fun of me. Escort. Go. The Escort. Yes. Escape. 1984, go next. Escape. Uh, Edge. Uh, all right, Edge, yeah, uh, next. Champ. You're all Ford, the champ. That's yep. an E. <laughs> champ starts with E, clearly. I think we should quit while we're not ahead. Yeah. Because things can only go into There's the a rubbish e- can from e- here. <laughs> All right. Our Auto Expert, ourautoexpert.com here 24-7. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. 